I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to a Big Squid presentation of our science fiction segment, Space Podacy. It's the last Space Podacy for this season, and my name is Justin Hamilton. So let's bring in Ben Elwood for part two of our look at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you haven't listened to part one yet, that went up yesterday, so I'll wait for you to go and have a listen to that podcast, and then we'll kick off this one. So go on. I'm happy to wait. And you're back. That was quick. Well done. Thank you for joining me today, and uh, look, I have some news about live shows for anyone who lives in Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne, so stick around until the end of this podcast and I'll give you some info and uh, not just some info but some discount codes for my Big Squid listeners so you can save money on any tickets purchased. Everyone who signs up to the Big Squid Patreon has an episode dedicated to them and today's shout out is just like this podcast. It's a two-parter. I think it's the first two-part Patreon shout out on this podcast. Yesterday's episode was dedicated to VJ Owens. I am a VJ, I am what I play. And today's goes out to my friend Kylie. I've known Kylie for quite a while. And uh, to be honest, uh, I've actually known her longer than I've known VJ. She's been a close friend for a long time, has supported me through gigs. Weird fights between people at bars. Yes. Do you remember that, Kylie? Do you remember that weird fight many years ago where we were sitting there going, wow, these two people really hate each other? Hmm. We can discuss that another time. Uh, Kylie is also stacks of heaps of fun. And as I said, we have been pals for a long time, longer than Mr. Owens. So that technically means, Kylie, I like you more than him. But don't tell him, though. We'll keep that between ourselves. I'm sure he's not listening to the second part of this podcast, right? Anyway, if you'd like to have an episode dedicated to you as well and uh, also gain access to extra podcast scripts and heavily discounted tickets to live events, stick around for the end of this podcast and I'll share with you how you can join the Big Squid community. Now it is time to catch up with Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Spider-Ham and Spider-Gwen and the rest of the arachnid-inspired heroes in part two of our look at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My name is Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love, then I saved the city again, and again, and again. Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man swings in once a day, zip-zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, moms. Yeah, I know that. You gotta, gotta say, say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I, I want to hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's, That's a copy. Ladies and gentlemen, 
My name is Miles Morales. Brooklyn! I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear of the Super Collider? You're gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. That's impossible. All right, kid, listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe. So you want to learn to be Spider-Man. Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, doing you're doing it. it. Double tap to release and whip it out again. Okay. Whip and release. You're a natural. Whip. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes soon. Brooklyn is going to collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, what's wrong? This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the collider, none of us will have a home to go home to. Remember, what makes you different? Let's go. Is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. <laughs> Wait, what? That way, that way. Other way, other way, other way, other way. Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak them out. And we're back. We've uh, been flagellating ourselves over everything that's wrong with the MCU. And uh, we're back to celebrating what is right about this movie, which is everything. Uh, which version of Spider-Man appeals to you the most? Uh, of the ones we're presented with? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm an old school 2D 1930s and 40s animation fan. So yeah. the, the introduction of the Spider-Ham character is... Um, it's just like again, and it's just that. It, not only is it delightful, but it's that l- leveling up of like this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And again, how are they managing to pull this off? Putting yeah. all these disparate elements in, and then you know, <laughs> he says that's all, folks. At yeah, one point, yeah, and yeah. someone is, says, "Is, is he that, allowed to say is that? that legally?" <laughs> 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 but even the way they introduce, I mean, again, it's just it's this it's this perfect threading of the needle where it's like, yeah, his introduction of like. Yeah. Whoa, can this get any weirder? It can get weirder. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, I have to say, I really love Peter B. Parker. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he's great. It's a, it's a really good yeah. take on it. And once again, one of the things that I love is, you know, it starts off with, okay, we're going to do this again. Yep. And they tell you the origin, which is the first time they do it, but it's also a metatextual Absolutely. comment on, you've heard this origin heaps of times. Absolutely. So then by the time you get to the end and Miles says it, and it's like, okay, Definitely, this is last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, you hear his origin, and, and it's 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 interesting to have a um, to have a Peter who's a you know just a bit emotionally stunted, a scared bit about having kids and yep. and, and all, all of that stuff. He's got a bit paunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way he uh, as he's being sucked into the portal, his main concern is grabbing the bit of pizza. pizza. <laughs> so funny. That's the th- like. There is such a clear delineation. And personality with each character. Yes. There's a real sense of... And again, it's just the economy of storytelling. They yeah. all have such clearly defined personalities. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, I'm the glib one. I'm also the glib one. Yeah. I'm the slightly glibber one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Peter B. Parker feels completely different to yeah. Peter Parker that we've seen. Absolutely. You know, there's a vulnerability. Out, but, but there's also, you know, there are the similarities in, yeah. in, the, in the characters as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's interesting that uh, to be... It doesn't matter which Spider-Man you are, your origin is fueled by tragedy. Tra- yep, absolutely. Uh, and, and just in t- just talking about, you know, the delineation of character, the, the we haven't really talked about Uncle Aaron, but, you know, his... The reason it's so crushing, yeah. the, the turn of him being the villain, is that, you know, one, he's the uncle that you would want. Oh, he's also the uncle you'd like to be. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. He's the adult that you would love to be yeah. or that you hope to be when you're yeah. around young people. Yeah. You know, just I accept you fully for who you are. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking down to you at all. Yeah. Like, no, there's no condescension. But he's also in a privileged position where he doesn't need to be the parent. Yeah. Like, he can just be like, I, I'm guessing I'm not technically an uncle to anyone, yeah. but with my friend's kids, 
their parents, they do all the raising, they do all the hard work, and then if they want to talk to me, if they ever want to, mm-hmm. about stuff, yeah, I can give them advice that will not contradict their parents, but I can give them a different perspective absolutely. or a way in. Yeah, absolutely. And so, then he turns out to be the bad guy. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, uh, again, it's just within 30 seconds of meeting that character, you know yeah. who that guy is. Yeah. It's just uh, all of the characters are just so beautifully... Yeah. Represented, it. it's wonderful. You know the dynamic immediately is great. The the we've already mentioned in the previous podcast that putting the hand on the shoulder to <laughs> hey, you know, and him just being a little bit embarrassed by his yeah. nephew. God, you don't have any skills. That's a funny dynamic. <laughs> and then knowing that he likes, you know, that he's got artistic sensibilities and yeah. taking him somewhere where he can express it and encouraging yeah. that yeah. is great. So then when the turn is fantastic, also. Mm. The music with the Prowler is great. All those scenes are, you know, the the movie flips between genres so beautifully Mm. and every time the Prowler's around, it always feels like now we're in a horror movie. Oh, and it actually is overwhelming. Yeah. Just the camera angles and and how... And, you know, Miles is tripping over himself and can't yeah. quite get away. And yeah. it's just fantastic. The glove, uh, the animation on the gloves, they look <laughs> heavy. Yeah. They look me- like they look metal. Yeah. You know? that they're going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, uh, but, um, you know, for certain characters to be who they are, even if you're going into multiverses, like mm. Spider Man always has to be fueled by tragedy at some yeah. point. Um, it's a, we've talked about this before, but this is why I'll always have mm. he'll, he'll always be a top two Batman for me is Adam West, mm. you know, because mm. that Batman and Robin, they both saw their parents murdered and they just decided to be groovy, <laughs> you know. Like I'm not saying that they're not upset, but oh well, we'll just try to be groovy and we'll have a really good time. Um, look, at, we should mention the other Spider Mans here, uh, like I, I have a real affection for Penny Parker. It's such a great idea. So funny. Yeah. It's so funny. And the genius move of, again, just how brilliant their conception of the multiverse is that each one has a different animation style. Yeah. Like that level of attention of detail. It's not just like, oh, check it out. It's one that looks like an anime character. It's like, no, she's animated like an anime character. Yeah. But still somehow aesthetically fits into this whole world. And and also smart for a a family movie in that... uh, if we're going to have some stakes, mm. we can have her robot yeah. get taken out because she saves the spider and they can build another robot. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we can we can be sad with that moment. Yeah. But out of everyone, they can fix things. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Yeah. Um, Noir Spider-Man. Great. Just fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I've I've saved it for the squid bits who who all the actors are all all the main actors but Nicholas Cage is yeah, he's brilliant. Spider-Man is yeah. just just the best. Um Spider-Ham we've already mentioned. Uh Gwen a Spider-Woman. Fantastic. Great. Uh yeah. I love her, you know, getting her origin story. Yeah. And that she's the most kind of confident and capable of them all without yeah. kind of um without having to be yeah, showing it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a level of um there's a level of safety that Miles begins to feel when she enters the picture. Yes. Like, he doesn't, you know, like, he trusts Spider, uh, Peter B. Parker. Yeah. He doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. Uh, But when she arrives, it's like, oh, okay, now, you know, someone's in control of this situation. Yeah, and and, and it's not done in a patronising way. Look at me, I'm a girl, which is some, you know. Girl boss, none of that shit. None of that, she's just really good. Yeah, she's great. And they both acquiesce to it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they, they don't even yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't even blink. Absolutely. Miles knows that he doesn't have the skills set and Peter B. Parker has a paunch. Yes, it's not the I'm not alone sequence in Endgame. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, I know, I know. Girl power. <sighs> I, I'm very conflicted about that because uh, my friend's uh, daughter, who's 12, loved that scene so much. And it's like, well, if it, if it worked for her, then I'm fine with it. I, I, I'm all up for that sequence, just not you know, like a giant three-dimensional hand coming out of the screen going, see what we're doing? Yeah. Well, uh, you could have done it, but did it you have just to be that way? could have done better. Yeah. That to me Again, is... Again, your, your, your concept of a big idea is go for it. Yeah. But like, do it in a way that's not the most obvious way. Well, just... That's not a meme. Just um, 
just have a as a scene of action that it just happens to be the women pounding someone back and forth. Yeah, like, like you know, isn't it? And isn't it like oh, whatever? Let's yeah, not, let's anyway. not go down there. All right. <laughs> uh, also, I know this is getting uh, to this is the after credit scene, but. Uh, I've read a bit of Spider Man twenty ninety nine in in the past. That is Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, it's a pretty fun comic. Yeah. It's a pretty fun concept. Right. Peter David, I think, uh, created him. Okay. Uh, I forget the artist. And uh, uh, I always liked his design. Mm. And uh, the, the twenty ninety nine run of comics was uh, like I read Doom Doom 2099 Warren Ellis wrote that for a while right. some pretty big concepts and stuff okay. so uh, uh, I always uh, anyway I quite like that Spider-Man mm. if he's going to play a part in the Spider-Verse I believe that, he will uh, Miguel O'Hara I think is the yeah. character's name yeah. that'll be a fun one too I believe he shows up in the tra- in the in the teaser trailer for oh right I haven't seen the teaser we trailer we should watch it after this yeah yeah let's definitely do that have you seen the, the Thor trailer yeah anyway uh, this movie... <laughs> You've changed your mind, haven't you? You're, into, you're into the new Thor movie now? Oh, no, I felt nothing. I get, I d- even for the second trailer? Yeah, yeah, no, I no, just... Nothing, I, I didn't laugh sure. at anything. No, nothing. It felt... Um, Boing! Yeah. Uh, this movie... <laughs> <laughs> not only... Uh, oh, yeah, so we've already talked about this, actually. Um, about the Prowler... Uh, discovering who he really is under the mask. Yeah, that fucking scene when he Great. is invisible in his uncle's apartment and he is mm. right up against his face is mm-hmm. like, you know, it's up there with that, um, you know, when Sigourney Weaver and Alien 3 is turning her head away oh, from yeah, the alien yeah, yeah, sensing right. her. Woo, yep. so good. Yeah. Um, well, and Aaron's heartbreak. Yes. Is profound. Yes. And that's, that, that's when you understand the true... You know, it's that it, it's that great complexity of character where it's like he's a bad guy, yeah, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah, it's like he's a working man, bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing a job, but he's not. You know, I mean, which is a very nuanced depiction of evil. Yes, yes. You know? Like it, it's so easy to just be like, I'm evil, and you know, we get that in um in in um Kingpin. Although right. there's nuance to that as well. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you really get the idea of, like, this guy is just a guy who's made a few decisions that have led to other decisions that have suddenly put him in a position where he's acting, well, doing terrible things. Well, I would say this is the genius of the Michael Keaton vulture. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's one of the best villains mm. in that he's a working class guy mm. who gets squeezed out. Like, this is actually Marvel doing a good job. Mm. He gets squeezed out of a job mm. by essentially the Marvel Universe's version of Apple or Amazon or what they're in Stark Industries. And then he and his friends start taking some of that alien technology and and that helps make ends meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still think one of the best scenes in any Marvel movie is the... And and I wish they'd learn more from this is just the scene in the car with Michael Keaton and Tom Holland working out who the other one is. And and they're both smart and they're Mm -hmm. both playing... It's it's beautifully acted. Great scene. So, yeah, so it kind of harkens back to that, which I which I really love. But that, uh, yeah, but just to, 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 to go from those like you know crazy pursuit scenes where it's like God, if he gets his hands on him, he's going to tear oh, him to yeah, pieces. Yeah. To that sudden, like, there's no yeah. Nego- there's no moment of him that isn't um, yeah. going to sacrifice his life and put Miles down. Yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as he realizes what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah, it's and then it's a it's also a great scene when uh, after the kingpin. Uh, shoots him mm. when uh, Miles drags his body somewhere yeah. else, you know, and then the yeah. father finds it's yeah. all it's all it's, great, oh, yeah. And and the fight scene previous to that, just in the confines of a of a living room, you oh. know, just is God. The choreography and everything is just love this version of Aunt May too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Aunt yeah. May's gone from I can't tell her my secret because she's frail and she'll have a heart attack mm-hmm. and drop dead to mm-hmm. God. Oh, where, where have you guys been? All right, yeah, well yeah, let's yeah. go down and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Tech Alfred. Yeah, I also uh, <laughs> she is a bit. <laughs> she has turned a little bit into Alfred. That's what we're, that's what's going to come up next is the Aunt May uh, TV series backstory where we <laughs> learn that she was working uh, undercover with uh, Peggy in uh, <laughs> yeah, World yeah, War Two. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that that's too much, but it's also funny. I also love that scene where when they're going down into the uh, you know into Spider Man's workshop for mm. lack of a better word, and Peter B. Parker's just a bit like, oh, this is all a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so oh fuck. All right, calm down, mate. Um, 
Or so that that fight scene is pretty mm. fantastic. Uh, the whole run of scenes from Peter explaining to Miles he isn't ready. Mm. Uh, the speech from the dad on the other side of the door. Mm. Like as you said, there are moments where the movie does take a breath, mm-hmm. and but there's still so much going on mm. in that scene, and it's such a smart move to have him webbed up and being incapable mm. of responding, which, you know, so therefore you get to play the two different emotions in that yeah. scene. Um, and then him, you know, going to visit Aunt May and her saying, you know, <laughs> I wondered what was taking you so long. Yeah. All home runs for me. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, getting down to the storytelling, mm. There's nothing necessarily new here. This is all pretty beat for beat what would happen in any one of these stories. Why do you think it's still so effective? It's it's that combination of stuff that we've talked about. The 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 visual language is so overwhelming and impressive that that's kind of, you know, um, getting us through these scenes but, but it, it, it's 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 the it's the it's the depiction of these characters by the time we get to these emotional beats yeah we're so in love with this world we're so in love with the characters that yeah. any kind of quote-unquote conventional storytelling that we're used to is augmented by just you know wonderful performances incredible visuals yeah you know that it it, it doesn't become rote storytelling it becomes comforting yeah we're just comforted by it. that. At least there's something in this vision that yeah. is familiar. Yeah. Everything else is so overwhelming that I, I feel like if the storyline didn't have these very familiar beats, we might be in danger of being unmoored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. I totally agree. I think there's a sincerity yeah. to the characters. I think yeah. there is. Uh, once again, this is kind of. Just repeating what you said, really, but uh, the moments earned mm. because you did all that great stuff with dialogue early on, and yep. so you do understand the father's. Uh, you know, the, it's not like it's not like he hasn't had affection for Miles all the way through it. You know, yep. like he's he's. You understand why he's trying to be a tough dad. Yep. You're not trying to be a tough dad, but a strong dad. Yep. You can understand. Uh, you know. We, we, we didn't need any scene between the brothers, but we can understand how they've ended up on two ends. It's Again, like, economy of storytelling. Yeah. It, it's, it's the uncle's story about uh, that, yeah, you know, your dad and I used to go and tag and he's yeah. like, what? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, because that, that's what happens. You you become a different person at yeah. some point and he chose a different path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, at the time you think, oh, well, he just wants to be more on, you know, he wants to become a policeman and I wanted to do more of this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. what you realise is, oh, shit, he really diverged. Absolutely. You know? And a lesser movie would have had, you know, the flashback where they're digitally de-aged. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like, hey, man, why are you still tagging? You shouldn't be doing that. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 You know, whereas it's just, it's a seemingly throwaway line of dialogue yeah. an hour earlier in the movie. And yeah. that's all we need. And yeah. then that, and again, it's just in the acting and it's in the yeah. the beautiful animation and all of it. It's just, it's wonderful. Um, it, it, the movie has so much respect for the viewer. Yes. That yes. we are keeping up, that we yeah. are remembering these little moments. Yeah. And you'll be rewarded when you rewatch it. Like Absolutely. That, when you when you do too much spelling out, and I know I say this as a fan of some movies that do do a bit of spelling mm. out, but when you rewatch it, you you get a nice little buzz again when you get to it because it's not like oh, I just have to kind of tune out while this is being yeah explained. while they're doing this awful ham fisted exposition. Uh, I also love the way that they revamped Miles' costume for this movie because uh, it's it's. Still looks very much like the classic Ultimate Spider-Man, right. but they've added the the spray painting yeah, side yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. He, he just looks fucking cool. He's great. Yeah, yeah. It's Especially when he's wearing that little hoodie. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, uh, down in that uh, basement, we're fucking wrapped to see the spider buggy. <laughs> I've always loved the spider buggy. What's that from? Oh, that's from the, the comics. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, yeah for a while there, like you know. <laughs> so the, the the original Spider-Man run, which I would probably say. Look, I don't don't quote me on this, but I would say probably the first 150 issues of Spider-Man are impeccable. Right. So, from like Ditko stays on for about the first 36, I think, mm. uh, and then 
lo and behold, has a falling out with Stan Lee on where he thinks the character should go. And, uh, you know, because when, when you look back on those very early versions, mm. like the original versions of Spider-Man, mm. he's so um, he's creepy, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's thin and mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's got the web under the armpits yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. And, then, um, and then John uh, Romita Jr. comes in and then Peter's, you know, he doesn't wear glasses anymore, and he's like he's still he's still a bit of a loser, but he's Getting pretty hunky. handsome yeah, loser. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah. now he's now yeah. he's gone from yeah. having unrequited love to going. Oh, who should I date? Quinn yeah, Stacy right. or yeah, Mary yeah, Jane? Yeah, yeah. Like Archie. these two really beautiful women, <laughs> but uh, but they're still really good stories, and the soap opera aspects of them are fantastic, yeah. which kind of yeah. culminates in uh, you know around issue one twenty one. You get the Gwen Stacy death, uh-huh. which is a fucking shock back yeah, in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Gwen Stacy is a, a, a mainstay character, mm. and I, then I think it's issue one twenty two is Green Goblin gets murdered. Right. So Spider Man leaps out of the way of the glider coming yes, in yes, and impaling yes, yes. him, which is great. Right. And then in uh, I think around one hundred and forty nine, one hundred and fifty, you get uh, Professor Miles Warren, who's the Jackal, who clone right. brings a clone of. Back and you have a clone of Spidey fighting Spidey, ah, you know. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's all it's all pretty fantastic. And yeah. then after a while, like many ongoing well, yeah. serials, many it starts to collapse course. under its weight. And they're, they're, I'm not saying there aren't good runs here yeah, and there. There's only so many stories, you know. Yeah. Have you ever read uh, Craven's Last Hunt? I. You know what? I don't believe that I've ever read a Spider-Man comic. Oh yeah, Craven's Last Hunt is. Actually, that's I've read Jeff Loeb's uh, Spider-Man Blue. Oh yeah, yeah. I love those uh, Jeff yep. Loeb uh, and Tim Sale re-explorations yep. of yep. Marvel characters. They're yep. great. What were you going to say about Stanley? Oh, so uh, on the Stanley, uh, this is the greatest Stanley cameo in any. It's really funny. It's really funny because yeah. it's the only one that actually depicts Stanley as what he is—a little fucking little huckster. A little, a del- <laughs> a del- a del- you know, the uh, uh, pop culture's, uh, what's his used name, car sa- Barnum. Yeah, used car salesman. You know, yeah. like all, all, the, all the Marvel movies, it's always like he's, and you know, that that is an aspect of Stan Lee, the kindly old man. But yeah. he's also a fucking, he was also a charlatan. He was also a guy that, you know, took a lot of credit for stuff that wasn't yeah. necessarily his stuff. Yeah. And I love that. Even his line delivery in this and the, is, is hilarious. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. All the costumes fit eventually. And then yeah. the, the pan over to the no refund side yeah. yeah. and the little twinkle in his eye. In his yeah. eye. It's hilarious. It's really I watched funny. it with my friend who um, is a big Marvel big Marvel head yeah. and has his views on Stan Lee and he was crying during that yeah. scene just like perfect it's a um, it's a complicated history with Stan Lee yeah uh, and I do have affection for him and I did see him he made an appearance at an ice hockey game that I went to right. in America and I felt like a Catholic seeing the Pope of course. I was like Jesus Stan yeah, Lee yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but you know you know Jack Kirby Jack Kirby died penniless and that is a great crime in the history of art you know and what Ditko did with, with Spider-Man and all of that stuff you mm. know but um, yeah very interesting uh, so you know when the team uh, gets together and they decide that they're going to you know, take down the kingpin and mm. get in, and, and then they see all the waiters dressed as Spider Man, and they're like, oh, God, is this going to be as easy as it seems? And, and then they're like, yep, yep, it is. Such a great scene. Such a great scene. Yep. Um, really funny. So, here's, here's a very fundamental superhero question for you mm-hmm. How do you feel about secret identities? Um, so- in what respect? Like, I think... I like secret ideas. Yeah, I like them. I think yeah. it, it adds a level of dramatic complexity to, yeah. you know, uh, and, and not to get too stuck in that, the, the realism of, you know, what this would actually be like. Yeah. But I like the the dramatic push and pull between, you know, trying to protect something. And, yeah. You know, um, and the complications that can arise when someone's secret identity is revealed. Yeah. I also like the whole... Because I'm a big Batman guy, you know, I love the idea of, you know, the secret identity being the mask versus, you know, right. the the um, superhero being the true identity. There, there's right. just a lot of, there's a lot of scope for, um, for storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's like, I, like, I, I know it can be a handbrake mm. as well. Like, I, I quite like that, um. Weirdly, I think it's perfect that everyone knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. 
but uh you know with you know one of the things that does this is such this is fucking way too nerdy for <laughs> even me to bring up but one of the things that does kind of frustrate me is when uh in comics or whatever, whatever medium, yeah. when characters are superheroes uh, in their superhero guys and they're fighting and everyone's calling each other by their name, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Don't call him Bruce. Oh, dude, every time Oracle's got, uh, in Bruce's ear going, Bruce, it's like, how do you know that they're not hacking you with a ham radio? Hey, what Batman. are you doing? He's Batman. He's a secret identity. <laughs> yeah, it drives me insane. It's like, why Why are you going to all this trouble and then you're going, g'day, Clark. Yeah. What? Are you Clark Kent? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Turns out you don't need super hearing when Batman fucking talks with a foghorn. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, By the way, the uh, getting back to what we were talking about in the last podcast, the JLA Avengers. um, For anyone who can get their hands on it, because it's hard to find these days. If you've heard me bang on about how I love Hawkeye in the comics yes. and how he's been oh, hard he's a bit of a by. horn dog. Mate, he is so funny huh. in that comic and he and Green Arrow are just fucking arguing all the time <laughs> and they're real bitches with each other and it's it's really funny. It's really funny. And uh, so if anyone thinks what what do you mean Hawkeye is this Go and find that. He's I've got so to read snarky. that. Actually, that's that. That's right up my alley. The yeah. universe is colliding stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think issue one's JLA Avengers. Issue two is Avengers JLA. They all have uh, the titles of each chapter of uh, from classic. Like I think the last one's Brave and the Bold. Oh, one's Journey into Mystery. Like it's great. It's it's soaked in comic book history. Awesome. And, and they do such a good job with it. Um. So we we get to the big finale, mm. and oh, I also love Peter B. Parker being such a a nuisance with this universe as Mary Jane. <laughs> like you know, yeah, like it's like he's learning something about himself, and also at the same time <laughs> making a complete ass hat of himself. And and the others are going, "What are you doing, man?" Like it would be, it would be absolutely impossible. Yeah. That if you met, you know, you can tell yourself, oh, it's an alternate version of the person that I'm in love with or the person that's died or whatever. Yeah. My God, how would you keep it together? Oh, It'd yeah. be impossible. Oh, like imagine the stuff that you would say to, you know, people that are no longer here now. Oh, yeah. it would be, like it would be really hard. Yeah. It would be, you know what it would be akin to? Mm. Being drunk with an ex and then deciding that you just really need to sort something out that they don't give a shit about anymore. <laughs> You know, back in that day when we went to McDonald's and uh, you just uh, and we needed to go to the toilet and the McDonald's was closed and uh, I have no memory of what you're and, talking about. Uh, you went and took a piss on the tram tracks and and then I seemed to lose interest. That that that's what happened. And uh, I'm sorry I never brought that up at the time. Who who are you? Yeah. Anyway, did, is that something that happened to me? Yes, it is. Um, and they'd be like, "I've no. Why would I piss on a tram tracks?" So I'd say, "Sorry, there's an alternate version. Of it. You're not even dead in that other world. I don't even know why I use you as an example. Who are you? Ah, I'm Spider Man. Um, of course, I have a mask on. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the now the finale. Yeah. Dare I say it? Madness. Madness. And it's that, and it's that thing of like, how is it possible that we're leveling up again? You know, we've yeah. seen so many yeah. fights, so many battles, and, and yeah. now it's like, you know, full tilt. And again, leaning into that thing of, this could so easily be uh, too much, over, yeah. uh, overwhelming. We're now, you know, this is a fairly long movie. Not yeah, long, yeah, long, for an animated you know, for film. For an animated film. Yeah. Most animated films are 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, by the time we're getting into this, we're, you know, at the end of what a normal animated film would be. And now we're going into full tilt. You know, all of the characters are here in this crazy Kirby Crackle background. There's oh, trains flying. There's yeah. buildings ex- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Exploding. Yeah. And, and, and it's, again, just joyful. Yeah. And it's joyful because it's not just crazy visual nonsense. It's the full apotheosis of this character manifesting. Yeah. Miles is fully here. Yeah. Fully competent, so yeah. it's the, and it's just joyful. Yeah, the joy of you know here he is, he's yeah. arrived. Yeah, has a nice confidence to him, like yeah. he's come to it in the in the correct way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by, by the way, the scene where he is kind of backing himself and learning in his new suit, yeah. uh, thrilling, it's great, really thrilling, it's great. <laughs> you know, something I forgot to mention to you is uh, another underrated little moment mm. is the reveal of Lady Octopus. Oh yeah, because I and did those, not see that coming at all. Those foul tentacles. Oh, they're gross, aren't they? <laughs> like they—they kind of look a bit uh, uh, H.R. Geiger-esque, yeah, don't yeah, they? Yeah. There's something kind of a bit yeah. wet and fleshy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the rubberiness of them that's oh, foul. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. But that—that's a—that's a really great reveal because at first yeah. you just think, you know, she's just a scientist, and then when she's like, oh yeah, what's going on here? And then you go, oh no. And then she slowly pins her hair up as the tentacles come so out. Good. It's great. So, so in good. that final battle, you know, we've got her, we've got Kingpin, we've got the Scorpion, we've got that guy with the double guns. I don't know what his name is. Tombstone. Tombstone. Yep. You know, all the spider people play. Yep. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, and again, could so easily be chaos, but the, yep. the level of mastery of all the choreography and, and, and keeping all the moving pieces in place in a, a, and the geography of it, even though there is no geography. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, you understand how, yeah, Everything's happening. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, there is geography to it. You know, uh, it's much better than having actors who are looking in the wrong direction when they're talking to each other. Why do you keep bringing it up? I'm gonna, I promise I'm not going to do it anymore. I promise I'm not, not going to do it anymore. Not flinching as a CGI boulder lands right next to them because they didn't know on set that that was going to happen. I'm not going to bring it up anymore. So, do do you think uh, because this scene is so full on mm. and so great, could, could you do that live? No, no, you couldn't do that live, could you? Because it would be. Again, it's the it's this. It's because cartoons are once again cartoon disbelief. physics are one step removed from us, so you can do that. Then, yeah, and you believe it. You, yeah. it's you know. I mean, this is why you know I would love to live in the alternate reality where all the MC movie MCU movies were cartoons. There, I think there'd be a part of you that would buy into the world in a level that would you know. I, I just think the visual flourishes would be profound. So this is a very funny thing that you bring up because my next question was how would the public react to ongoing adventures of the Avengers if it were the original actors voicing animation I think if you were willing to go hell for leather with the animation there's, there's, there's just the, there's a suspension of disbelief that I, I understand how people can't, can't watch animation they just yeah. can't buy into the world yep. for, maybe it's just because I was always into cartoons from a really young age I just find it, as long as you know the, the, the logic of the world is consistent yeah I find it very easy to just go, this is what we're watching, you know, it's, and um, I think that there are, you know, as brilliant as that airport battle is mm. in the Civil, Civil War, War, it's a quarter as brilliant as, you know, something from Akira or something. Yes. It's like, right. Whoa, that yeah. final, that final 20 minutes of Akira yeah. is unbelievable. It's right. out of control. I think the Civil War battle is incredible because you're not used to seeing something pulled off like that in live yeah. action. So you yeah. kind of go, oh, yeah, that's great yeah. for live action. It's the moment when they start running towards each other. You go, oh, this is every comic book cover exactly. that I was looking for when I was exactly. a kid. Yeah. But imagine that budget put yeah. into an animation where it's like, okay, we're going to have these 10 heroes go for it in yeah. animation. My God. Like, you know, and it's funny. So often people go, oh, that was great for a cartoon. I often think with the superhero movies, oh, that's great for live action. For live action. But if it was cartoon, you'd Would be have been, he's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this, no, so this level of chaos in live action. I mean, I think we saw, sorry to get back to it, but that first five minutes of Doctor Strange, it's a similar kind of thing. It's a yeah. crazy, weird dimension. And yeah. There's monsters and it's chaos and it was just visual noise and garbage and yeah. clearly two actors floating in an environment that they had no business actually being in. Yeah. Uh, so your brain, because you know it's not real, yeah, pulls you out. Of it. I think right. when your brain knows something is not real, yeah. Like I'm watching the new Apple Plus uh, prehistoric planet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. Yeah. 
But every time a dinosaur walks on, it, it, it looks so real, but I know it's not real. Right. And then I was watching the second episode last night, and there's a, a part with a lizard yeah. running around. And I sat there going, is that... that? Oh, that's real, that lizard. That, right. that lizard is real. Or, Wait right. a minute, no, it's not real. Cause, right. And I kept like not being able to tell whether it was real. Right. And it didn't look any less or more real than the dinosaurs, but because it was a lizard... Yeah. Like any other lizard, I couldn't quite. And in the end, I determined it's not real. Yeah. But because I'm used, like it's, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the dinosaurs, you know, it's not real, so you kind of check out a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's so. No, a, a battle like this couldn't work in live action. Yeah. Because you know, it's like it's crazy. It's yeah. Like, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. It's too. It's once again. It's 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 the reason why, in movies, it's probably better that. Cap's costume looks a little bit more yeah. like military and in comics. That's why I hate it when they draw him with a strap because in that world, it, it can just be skin tight and it looks fantastic. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I was going to ask you is, because this is such a brilliant origin story mm. for Miles Morales. Like you get to the end, it's his origin story, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So whenever they bring Miles into the MCU, mm. which inevitable is inevitable, uh, what would you prefer? Would you prefer that this is canon and they bring in this one or would you prefer that this is its own universe and they do their own universe things in this and then they bring in uh, a different version of Yeah, Miles? just a different version. This is this should be its own thing. This is very special. Yeah. Well, that's why I'd, I'd be quite happy to see the Avengers turn up in this universe and, and you know, like imagine a, uh, a Walt Simonson Thor mm. and uh, a John Byrne Captain America yeah. and uh, Bob Layton, Iron Man, Jesus Christ! Yeah, oh, I just nearly gave myself. Yeah, a Jack Kirby, so. Galactus. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh shit! All, all animated in the yeah. styles. There's a great episode of Batman the animated Perez, series, uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. George Perez loves Scarlet Witch. So, yeah, yeah. There's a great episode of the Batman animated series. Uh, I think it's called Tales of the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, and it's three kids talking about their They've never seen Batman, but they're telling each other stories oh, yes, about Batman. Yes, yes. And one section's animated like the Dick Sprang Batman. Yes. And Michael McKean voices yes. the Joker. And it's just it's yeah. you know, they're running around on giant typewriters and shit. Great. And then the next one is Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Great. And they're all kind of with the Bruce Tim bent. Yeah. But they're all animated in the style of yeah. the iconic artist. Yeah. And I just, I love that concept. That's, uh, um, you can see that stuff uh, as an influence. Uh, I think they've talked about it, but Morrison's run on Batman as yeah. well. Like, you know, when they go uh, back in time and suddenly yeah. it is looking a little bit more, uh, for lack of a better term, goofy. And then yeah. it manages to segue straight into Absolutely. hardcore. Yeah. Uh, segment, who and how. Which character do you think you would be and how would you react in their place? Um, so Stan Lee stated that the brilliance of Spider-Man's costume is that he wore a mask so anybody could be Spider-Man. Oh, man. That line when Miles says, you can wear the mask. I've, this movie makes me cry. Like, it's yeah. very emotional. Yeah. That's a beautiful line delivery when he says that. Yeah. You can wear the mask. Yeah. Oh. Man, it's so good. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be P- Peter B. Parker, right? Peter B. Barker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I decided I'd be a completely new version. I'd be your friendly shut in Spider Ham <laughs> But I'd never go out. I'd always uh, I'd I'd reach out from my balcony and I'd uh, shoot my web and I'd get a little snack from the Seven Eleven across the road, take it back, and then I'd shoot down some money because I'd pay for it because I'm making, not ha- making hammocks out of your web. Yeah, 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 yeah. Web- webbing my door so no one can get in. <laughs> Trying to watch TV. Um. Do you have Apple TV at the moment, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. If you ever decide to get Apple TV, I'm halfway through Pachinko and it's one of the most fucking beautiful TV series right. I've ever seen. All like right. last night's episode was honestly so full of emotion that I was going to watch something else afterwards and then I'd realised that I'd just sat on the lounge for like half an hour thinking about it and then oh, I was like, oh nice. my God. Nice. Uh, segment, Zero Charisma. Yes. Uh, look, there's a lot going on in this film, so mm. I'm being a bit harsh, but Scorpion and Tombstone yes, don't get thing, much yeah, love no. from me. So they're kind of there. I think they're 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 just kind of like they 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 fill in the 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 uh the stock standard goon role, but they're just uh, a little bit more visually interesting. Yeah. That's all. Tombstone was a character that when he kinda of came around, I I think I was kind of uh 
that was around the period that I was starting to get into Morrison Gaiman, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Vertigo was really taking my attention mm-hmm. by that stage. So I don't really have an affinity yeah. for that character. I do love uh, Scorpion from, you know, because he was young, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I like the old classic green yeah. costume with the big tail and yeah. uh not this this mech warrior yeah but having said that the redesign means that when uh, penny parker and her robot are going up against it yeah. you do feel the stakes yeah no so, and again like it's it's kind of nitpicking at this stage like you know it's fine yeah uh segment better or worse ruin or improve the movie with one decision i think uh i think the 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 boldness to invent basically create an all new style of animation like yeah. and that and that's something that was very talked about at the time but maybe has been forgotten this is like they they i think they spent a year yeah perfecting the animation style yeah so it would have been very easy to just do a stock standard 3D animation yeah. similar to Pixar, similar to DreamWorks. Oh, man, that fucking what-if stuff. Yeah, that, that what-if Again, like how are they not embarrassed? Um, but to really double down and create a new visual language. Yeah. And you're really starting to see that bleed out into a lot of... like I always That was the thing. Halfway through watching this movie, I was like, oh, this is going to birth... And you know, this is a new way of doing things. And you've yeah. seen that with movies like um, The Mitchells versus The Machines, okay. um, The Bad Guys. Right. You, you know, this kind of incorporating this, you know, almost flat 2D style. Uh, even the way they draw the lines on the faces, that's not something you see in 3D animation. Right. Um, you know, expression lines and yep. eyebrow furrows and all this stuff. That's starting to come into... But again, it's it's... Like with all trendsetting things, it's like all the all the knockoffs. Yeah, they're doing it, but it's not with that same level of of proficiency and expertise. Yeah, you know, and attention to detail. Yeah. So yeah, I think obviously this movie would have been much worse had they just gone down the route of like, yep, pump it out. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, to really take the time. Yeah. I would have ruined this movie by having a 10-minute scene as Peter B. Barker tries to navigate the city in a world where green means stop, red means go, and how does one eat a pizza ball? Why, why do you keep coming back to it, Ben? Stop it. Just move on. <laughs> Bravo, sir. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's <laughs> not spilling water. I, in, in your defense, I shouldn't say this to you. Uh, for everyone listening... Um, uh, I uh, said to Ben before we started recording that I'd written this script for this podcast in a very specific way to lead up to something. Um, segment, where are we now? How close are we... Like Normally, it's how close are we to the technology in the film, but uh, for this, I thought we would go into look at the idea of parallel universes. Yeah, okay. So, according to Marika Taylor, who's a PhD, head of the Applied Mathematics and Theoretical Physics at the University of Southampton, parallel universes and wormholes show up in Einstein's theory of relativity, mm-hmm. but his theory only captures classical gravity and not quantum effects. To build a real-life case for parallel universes, you need quantum physics and string theory. Mm. So, string theory posits that all the elemental physics consist of one-dimensional strings and there are at least ten physical dimensions. We interact with four of them, which Mm. is height, width, depth and time. Mm. And if there is a multiverse, those ten-plus dimensions must exist. Now, one thing to keep in mind, Hugh Everett proposed in the 1950s the uh, many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, holding that there are many worlds that exist in parallel at the same space and time as our own, but those worlds cannot interact once they branch away from one another. Mm. Princeton University's Stephen Gubser, PhD, stated that once we start allowing crossovers from one planet to another, it's probably hard to write down physical theories that make sense and connect with what we know about the world experimentally. Physicists believe that different universes would contain different particles and don't really see them as real places with living beings. Marika Taylor also says, as a scientist, I find it very hard to believe that parallel worlds such as the Flash and Spider-Man could 
exists so very similar to ours and yet differ in tiny amounts. So her best guess is that differences in those worlds would be very different. So now we have scientific proof that a universe where red means go, green means stop and pizza is served and balls is just that. Balls! And that's the moment I was working towards. It wasn't even the last moment. That was the moment. I've got it as scientific proof that that movie's bullshit. That was the moment. It's not just I'm the mic. it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll ever get over the uh, the disappointment of that film. Uh, it's just a bummer. I mm-hmm. hate being bummed out. I just, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like I, um, you know, anyway. Segment, sum it up. What does this movie mean to you? And this gets, this is for me what family movies uh, <clears throat> should aspire to. Breathtaking visuals, yep. emotional storytelling, mm-hmm. and it gives kids something to talk about and hopefully inspires them in the future. Whether that is just having some fun with their action figures yep. or becoming creators themselves, yep. I reckon. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just think it should be, I think it's what all creativity should aspire to yeah. in, in the sense of like, you know, creating something genuinely new and not not just kind of resting on your laurels and just pumping something out because there's a date of release that's stamped in stone and we've got to get it out. And yeah. da, 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 da. You know, again, like, you know, I mean, we're, ha- we're having fun shitting on some of the Marvel stuff, but, you know, I think that's the, what, what bums me out about it beyond them just kind of being whatevers. It is just that kind of hamburger production line like yeah. here it comes here's another one here's another one without like really kind of like you've got this incredible playground and set of toys and you can really do any like this movie really shows that you can do anything and people yeah. will come yeah like you know like why just settle for kind of middle of the road when you can aspire for something so big and bold yeah. and and heartfelt and visually just crazy yeah. and pe- and people showed up yeah people were there it made yeah. a lot of money and and you know branched off this whole new genre of animation and i just don't understand why you know you get adam talked a lot about in our doctor strange podcast about you know oh sam raimi maybe just made a shit movie because you know he didn't want to make it and so it's him trolling everyone making a shit movie i i i reject that if that's a true idea i reject that wholesale fuck yeah. you yeah you don't know do don't do that don't do that it's so cynical it's so yeah. i mean it'd be, it's not even cynical it's nihilistic yeah you know make something great yeah use the limitations that you've been given and make something great yes yeah, you know, there's a God. I can't think of the word, but there's a French movement uh, of creators who would, uh, you know, put limitations on the way they could mm. tell a story, and uh, sometimes limitations do uh, lead to brilliant ideas. Totally. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, something that I've never really clocked before. But I've, I think I'm having a, a moment. Um, can you smell burning toast? Uh, <laughs> the uh, I'm having a moment, which is. For, for years as a kid, mm. like, so, you, you know, you just read comics, whatever. Then you get to an age where you're meant to put your childish things behind you. Mm. And that was just at the point where the art form was really starting to be explored in new and creative ways. Yeah. And then, you know, there was, a, there was a period of being very earnest about it and, you know, holding on to your single issues of The Dark Knight Returns <laughs> yeah. and of Watchmen and saying, no, 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 this is... And Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the fucking Swamp mm-hmm. Thing. And saying, no, 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 this, is for, this isn't just for kids. And people, and people looking at you as if you're insane, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, then it kind of became cool. Yeah. Vertigo, I think, is a big point where yeah. comics suddenly become cool. Mouse, oh, uh, yeah. Love and Rockets, oh, yeah. you know, or the... the, the confluence of the indies yes. with the uh, with the stuff that was being done at Vertigo mm-hmm. and the British invasion we can not you know like yeah. really brought it to a new level and then and then suddenly it was in some areas a cool thing to be a part of mm-hmm. and to be across mm-hmm. and then it became mainstream mm. and that is at first, very exciting. Mm. And then you're sitting in a cinema with all these people 
watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trying to get your head around Kurt Russell as Ego the Living Planet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? Like, what, why are these people here? Like, this yeah. is bizarre. Yeah. And now, through the lack of innovation, yeah. the tipping point is at the stage now where superhero movies uh, as a broader whole and Marvel and DC as a subset of this are shorthand for what's ruining cinema. Mm. And it's like... Yeah. It bums you out because mm. we've gone through that whole journey of like we only had a very small window where it's like, oh, isn't this cool? Yeah. And this is great. And imagine what we can do. And 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 for the most part, it seems like we've forgotten that. And that's why this movie is such a breath of fresh air because oh, yeah. it reminds you it of anything. what the art form can do. Yeah, it can do anything. And it doesn't need to be this kind of like, you know, Play-Doh machine squeezing out shapes that all look very similar yeah. to, the, to the previous one. Yeah. 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 All right. Some squid bits for you. Some interesting things in here. Uh, Shamik Moore, I think that's how you pronounce. Oh, damn, I should have checked that. Shamik Moore, who voices Miles, had his full performance animated rather than just his voice. Mm. So that's interesting. Um, if if people didn't read the uh, the credits. Uh, some of the actors involved uh, in this movie, I haven't included all of them, but some of them, it's uh, it's Paperboy from Atlanta who's playing uh, Miles' father. That's oh, Brian really? Tyree Henry. That. Yeah, yeah, cool. I was wrapped when I realised that. It's Oscar winner Mahashala Ali playing yeah, Aaron, a.k.a. Yeah. The Prowler. I have a real man crush on Chris Pine and he is the... <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, Helen Highwater. That's, that's the Chris Pine movie that you want to see. Hell I've seen Helen Highwater. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm very briefly, I know someone who uh, slept with him and said he was a fucking gentleman. A great lover. And, 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 and a gentleman and lovely. And it was a really fun night. And I'm like, great. <laughs> High fives all around. Also, bring back, you can, it, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Bring that Spider Man back so we can have more Chris Pine. Uh, Hayley Steinfeld is Spider Woman. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I've been a fan of hers since True Grit. Yeah. Uh, so, I once again, I'm way in the minority, but Hawkeye for me knew what it was, did what it did, and had some great performances in mm-hmm. it, and I enjoyed that head and shoulders above some of the other stuff that's considered cooler to like. Uh, as I told you before, Gwen, di- Gwen dies in one of the landmark Spider-Man stories, which right. I think is 121, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the juxtaposition with this version. Yes. Uh, Lily Tomlin as Militant Did you know Arte. that it only just occurred to me that... Yeah, sure. Sorry, it just it just occurred to me that Gwen from the alternate dimension is Gwen from is an alternate reality Gwen. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. just occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Movie keeps giving. Um, so Lily Tomlin as Militant Art May, fantastic. Zoe Kravitz as MJ, great. Yes. Catherine Hahn as Lady Octopus, fantastic. Yep. And Liev Schreiber as Kingpin. Oh, such a great performance. So great. Um, that's uh, there's there's heaps of. Um, Stanley cameos that happened throughout the movie because yeah. all the animators wanted a chance to animate him. So that's he's in lots of trains, yeah, uh, and that's Stanley walking over the two Spider Men when they yes, passed out on I the street. Uh, uh, this is also his last voice acting role before yep. his death in 2018. Uh, so good last one for him mm-hmm. to go out on. Um, Miles goes by his mother's name because his dad used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and wanted to protect his son. So that's from the comic book okay. in case you, if anyone's watching and going, oh, that's a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, there's a young Matt Murdock cameo in Gwen's Dimension as an alternate universe adopted son of Kingpin. I think that's... Okay. Yes, I didn't notice that. That uh. was just something I found out. Uh, you already know this. Oscar Isaac is yes. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Uh, Donald Glover can be seen in the background on TV appearing as Troy from Community in his Spider-Man pyjamas. Ah, Miles creator Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis has revealed that Donald Glover was an influence for the design and portrayal of Miles mm. and there was a Twitter campaign to get him cast in the lead role for Amazing Spider-Man and he appeared as Aaron Davis in Spider-Man Homecoming yes. uh, thus bringing us full circle with Atlanta. Yes, yes. Uh, Atlanta finished its third season and it was very controversial and I loved it but um, I'm working towards it yeah I look forward to when you get to that Um, people may have heard on the Patreon podcast I talked about the uh, what's the responsibility of the artist to the audience and 
was inspired by that. Okay. Uh, there's a sequel coming to this movie in two parts, starting with the first next year and then 2024. There's a spin-off called Spider Woman, uh, Spider Women with Spider Gwen, the Jessica Drew Spider Woman, who I love, Great. and Silk. Great. John Mulaney has expressed interest in doing a Spider-Ham film with a Watergate-style plot along the lines of all the president's men. Fuck, that made me laugh so much. And uh, by the way, there were so many of these things. I've only just picked out my favourites because... Yeah, of course. But things I noticed on billboards, NBA basketballer in this universe, uh, Steph Curry is a top golfer. In our world, he's, his golf game is very good. Yeah. Like He could have probably gone professional. Yeah. But so in this universe, he is. Uh, Planet Inglewood instead of Planet Hollywood yes. is very funny. Baby showers as it's either uh, instead of Bridesmaids or a sequel to Bridesmaids. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Funny. Oh, maybe I'll save this one to last. Uh, the New York Red Sox with NBA star uh, Blake Griffin uh, uh, as a baseballer. And it's the Boston Red Sox. So that's a, <laughs> that, that would drive... The Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees fucking hate each other, mm-hmm. so it makes me laugh that the New York Red Sox exist because there's two <laughs> fan bases who are furious if they notice that. Uh, the Red Man Group instead of the Blue Man Group. Yes. Uh, From Dust Till Sean. Is that a sequel to Shaun of the Dead or is that a completely different movie? Uh, there's, a, there's a sci-fi <laughs> uh, musical called One Small Step, the musical, <laughs> and you, you can see it's the footprint on the moon. So that Great. made a musical. Uh, there's uh, on the ticker tape of the news, the one that made me laugh the most, uh, most was uh, uh, Bitcoin hits new high, then followed immediately by Bitcoin hits new low, <laughs> followed by earthquake bags are sold out. <laughs> um, then uh, Abe Lincoln and JFK in Clone College, that made me <laughs> laugh a lot. But the one that I saw many times that just tickled my fancy was Seth Rogen starring in Hold Your Horses. Did you read the byline? No. Riding high in the saddle. (laughs) See, that's how you get a grown-up joke in to a family movie. Yeah, great. It does not do anything. It does not imply. (laughs) But if you know words, you will be entertained. Uh, Penny Parker was inspired by the anime Sailor Moon. Yep. And there are, or were, Air Jordans called Origin Story that were released to celebrate the sneakers that Miles wears. And they are fucking nice sneakers. A guy I work with was desperate to get those sneakers and missed out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bring them back. Right, they might yeah. come back for... Keep an eye out for when the sequels come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Uh, but good uh, good uh, suggestion. Uh, I, I hadn't watched the movie... I think I've only. I think this is maybe only the third time I've ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, so, same here, same yeah. here. But it's uh, it's definitely one to it's definitely one to indulge in, and it's definitely one to look up on YouTube a few videos on just the depth of the complexity of the animation. Yeah, I think there's a Wired video that goes for about twenty minutes. Oh about, yeah, right. And that's worth watching. Right. Okay. You know, it gets into some of the innovations they came up with that are just. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. A really fun movie. If uh, I know some people uh, sometimes listen to this podcast to get an idea if they want to watch the movie. I think, um, I think I, did I tell you this? Uh, our, one of our listeners, Beck Hunt, uh, she's listens to our podcast and then decides whether she's going to watch the movie. And she is in like she doesn't know what to do about the Twin Peaks Firewalk with me <laughs> podcast. Like she's very confused by the whole experience. Watch Firewalk with me, and then watch this as a chaser. Oh yeah, and watch Firewalk with me for lunch, and uh, and then watch this at night uh, because uh, you know <laughs> everyone then, should watch this movie. It's yeah. a fucking miracle. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you to Ben for joining me for this two-part podcast. That was a fun one to discuss. And then I'll be back on Thursday with romance author Sarah Bennett. That's a fun chat. I'm looking forward to you hearing that. And then next week, it's the end of season five of Big Squid as Ben and I discuss our final David Lynch movie, Inland Empire. It's the end of Deep Dive Directors for the season. We're not bringing it back next season. We have something else in mind, which I'll tell you about next week. Thank you to Kylie for being our Patreon subscriber of the episode. When I see you in September, we can discuss this film, this podcast, or the VJ Kylie Power Friendship Rankings. 
Uh, Before I go, a quick reminder for some live gigs I'm producing. Big Squid Live is appearing in Adelaide on September 16th with guests Rove McManus, Tom Gleeson, Adam Richard and Ben Elwood. There's a second wave of guests to be announced next week. But uh, a little hint. It's one of your favourite comedians making his Big Squid debut. Hmm. How interesting. Actually, my Patreon subscribers already know who it is. But, you know, that's what you get when you sign up. You get more information. Uh, if you want to come along to this show, and tickets are selling really well, so it might be an idea to get on top of it. You can find tickets at adelaidecomedy.com and my Big Squid listeners can score a discounted ticket by using the promo code BIGSQUID. We are going to be discussing the art and entertainment that inspired uh, my friends into being the acts that they are today so um yes some of the topics that people are going to bring up they're fantastic yeah i can't wait i'm really looking forward to that show i also have a new solo show called little victories that will be performed at the sydney comedy store on the 28th of october and at comedy republic in melbourne on the 26th of november once again, my Big Squid listeners can access a discounted ticket by using the promo code PODCAST. You can find links for the shows at comedy.com.au. I'm looking forward to doing a solo show in Sydney, of course, but Melbourne, I am pretty pumped to be coming back. I have not performed in Melbourne since 2019. I definitely haven't done a solo show, and so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you, and uh, hopefully you remember me. Like, I lived in Melbourne for, like, 13 years, and I used to tour Melbourne all the time, and then COVID happened. So, hopefully you remember me, and you remember what I used to do live, and you come along. And it's uh, it's a fun show, uh, lots of jokes, lots of stories, and uh, it's all about how I am doing my best to remain sane as the world slips into madness. And uh, make sure you use that promo code as well. Finally, if you'd like to join our Patreon where you can access secret podcasts, scripts, competitions and heavily discounted tickets to live events, head to patreon.com forward slash Hamilton underscore big squid to find a tier that suits you. A top review at Apple Podcasts is always appreciated as well. Let's finish today with a quote from Shamik Moore. I'm working to be the best, the very best. There are a lot of people in this industry and I'm trying to be the best. I'm working to affect history in a positive way. Until then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.